Good morning, everyone. My name is Richard Powell, and I am your host of Alumni Sports. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This is the Week 10 Recap. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying the extra hour of sleep, such as I am. Hopefully, y'all are having a good start of the week and uh, enjoying the coffee and caffeine, because we'll need it talking about these games coming up. But we will start with AP poll that just came out recently. So we have number one, Georgia after handling Tennessee pretty well, which we'll talk about. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. And number five, Tennessee. So we knew they were going to drop, but how much? Then we got Oregon, number six. Then we got LSU, number seven, who we'll talk about also. Number eight, USC is in Southern California. Number nine, UCLA. And number 10, Alabama. And about Alabama, one interesting thing about them, so Alabama staying within the top 10, barely at number 10, continues a streak of 120 straight polls being no worse than number 10. So this is the second longest streak in history behind Miami from 1985 to 1993. So that's pretty good company right there for Nick Saban. Uh, but also, there are some teams that now are within the top 25 that weren't prior. So Texas, according to the AP poll, who uh, – Beat Kansas State 34 to 27. Texas is now number 18, while Kansas State dropped number 23. Notre Dame, who was up 28 to 0 on Clemson, uh, they are now number 20 after beating them later on that game. Washington is now number 24. And then we have Florida State now number 25. They're back in the polls also. So, uh, and also some of the teams that came out of the top 25: Syracuse after losing three in a row, Wake Forest. After losing two in a row, then we have Oklahoma State, who lost to Kansas, as, as this is their first time out of the whole entire poll this year. And then Oregon State, after one week, as they lost to Washington, which obviously Washington prevailed and then became ranked. So essentially, it took their place in a way. But let's talk about the – I got three games I kind of highlighted that were pretty interesting to me. So Tennessee – who was eight-point underdog, ended up losing to Georgia. So the score was Georgia 27 to Tennessee 13. Hinton Hooker had zero touchdowns and one interception with 195 yards passing. And interesting thing about it, so Tennessee had 287 yards total, and that was the lowest this entire year as their previous low was 416 yards. So they didn't even eclipse 400. They didn't even eclipse 300. So they got 287 and Tennessee started out 3-0 after a Georgia fumble and obviously a field goal kick, but after that, Georgia's just never looked back. So uh, they kept moving forward. So Stetson Bennett had 257 yards passing at two TDs. He just ends up being a winner uh, whatever he does. He might not be the best talented quarterback out there, but he does enough to win. He's mobile. He's a great leader, and he has a great history, a great story about that. I'll definitely look into it, uh, how he, he became where, or where he is now. Then we have Clemson, who Clemson was a four-point favorite, but Notre Dame ended up winning that game 35-14. to 14. Uh, DJ, their Clemson quarterback, was 27 for 39, 191 yards, one TD, one interception. His QBR was only 33.9, so he's been having an up-and-down year. His first year last year was not too well. He got a little bit better this year, but now he's showing, again, some regressions. So I was kind of worried if you're in Clemson Tiger fan and Clemson Tiger area. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Drew Pine from Notre Dame was 9 for 17, 
for 85 yards and one TD. They didn't even have to have Drew Pine even throw much because Notre Dame, like I said, started out 28-0. But because of that, and the result of that was because Notre Dame ran for a total of 263 yards to Clemson's 90. So I don't care who you are, but if you run over 200 yards, you're controlling the clock, you're probably controlling the momentum, and when you're up 28-0, to you're going to run out of all that clock to where there's not much time for Clemson to even come back. So that's ended up what happened. So, again, Notre Dame 35, Clemson 14. And the cool thing, not really, well, I want to say cool, but the one unfortunate thing for Clemson, how that you know Notre Dame has a pact with the ACC where they're affiliated with ACC in every other sport except football. So they maintain their independence in football, but they have to play a good majority of ACC teams. So Clemson lost, but it does not count towards their winner loss total within a conference. So they're still undefeated in conference, and then they only have to play Louisville and Miami and then USC for in-state rivalry to finish the season. So they probably will win out. It's just a matter of who they'll play or who they'll play in the in the uh, ACC championship. So we'll see how that goes. And one thing too, I looked into. So obviously, in the ACC division or conference, you have two divisions. You got the Atlantic Division and you got the Coastal Division. So Clemson is in the Atlantic Division, and six out of seven teams are already bowl eligible. So it's definitely a way tougher division compared to the Coastal Division. They only have two teams. So out seven. So I mean, UNC's in that division, for example, and they haven't played a soul. So they're at least playing Wake Forest this coming week, but they're already a three and a half point underdog, and Wake Forest lost two in a row. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, at least for Clemson, it is ACC football, so it's not a known powerhouse by any means. But at least they're paying playing the tougher division to at least you know prepare them better for uh, you know potentially a playoff run but they did lose Notre Dame so option the uh their options might be slim to none already and then for the last game I'd like to talk about is Alabama versus LSU so Alabama came in as a 13 and a half point favorite ended up losing to LSU as LSU won 32 to 31 uh Bryce Young was 25 for 51 328 yards one TD Versus Jay and Daniels, the Arizona State transfer was 22 for 32, 182 yards passing for two TDs, but also had 95 yards rushing and one TD. That touchdown came in overtime. So that game was pretty wild because Alabama tied the game with a 46-yard field goal with 21 seconds left. Went to overtime. Alabama scored. Jay and Daniels scored on a 25-yard touchdown run. Instead of kicking an extra point, as they've had some nightmares from game one, losing FSU on extra point. They decided to go for two, ended up throwing it out to the tight end, and then the two-point conversion won. So uh, pretty gussy call by Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly did say he wanted to go to SEC ball to play Nick Saban's. That's a reason why he left Notre Dame and ended up beating him on his first uh, first chance. So uh, kudos to him, at least as an SEC coach. And one thing, too, USF, as in the University of South Florida, they did fire Jeff Scott um, after a 54-28 loss to the lowly Temple Owls. So special teams coach Daniel DePredo will finish the season. Uh, Jeff Scott, who came over from Clemson with 12 years of experience, ended up finishing 4 for 26 and 1 for 19 in American Conference play. Pretty poor. Surprisingly, he did get a two-year extension 
uh, this January. So and they end up regretting that decision, obviously. Uh, and one thing I'd like to put out in the air, would not be surprised if USF would like to hire Scott Frost, who led UCF to undefeated season years years ago at uh, UCF. And that's only an hour and a half drive, very similar recruiting area. And I would, like I said, I would not be surprised for Scott Frost, who got fired by Nebraska, to help build his name again at USF and show that he he is and can be a coach, uh, you know, at whatever conference. And that might have just been a fluke on why he didn't succeed in Nebraska. But also, let's talk about as today is the uh, inaugural opening for the college basketball season. So, uh, the college basketball top top ten, we got UNC number one, Gonzaga number two, which Gonzaga. There's been discussions about them maybe looking into the Big 12 expansion or joining, but Bob Huggins, West Virginia's coach, even said it'll be a rude awakening for them. I'm sure they're going to take that a little harsh, but again, Gonzaga, they've never won, uh, you know, a championship, and for all the times they've been number one seed, they always come down to just losing. So we'll see what happens, but eventually they'll need to get into a better competition and a better conference. Then we got number three, Houston. Number four, Kentucky. Number five, Kansas, the reigning champions. Then you got number six, Baylor. Number seven, UCLA. Number eight, Duke, as Coach K retired after decades of coaching. So now we'll see how John Shire does as the new coach. A lot to live up to. He is a former player. I remember him years ago playing with uh, Kyle Singler, Greg Paulus, and all of them. So it's pretty wild seeing him as a little kid, just you know, seeing him as a player and now you know, taking the, the range from Coach K. So, you know, good luck to them. We'll see how this year treats them. Then we got number nine, Creighton, and then number 10, Arkansas. So, pretty neat. As uh, We'll see how it goes. We got college football and college basketball. So, it comes down to right around this time when it's absolute sports mania for sure when it comes to it. But I at least just want to mention that to y'all. But for the following or the coming up week, I mean, for the ranked versus ranked matchups, uh, see, November is – the time where you start seeing who are the pretenders and who are the contenders. And uh, I know I mentioned that probably a month or two ago, but this is when you're really starting to see the teams win and lose and who really rounds out to be the, you know, the, the, the teams deserving to make a run. But we got number 10, Alabama, who is 11 and a half point favorite at Ole Miss. Very interesting. We got number 24, Washington at number six, Oregon. Oregon's a 13.5 favorite. Then we got number four, TCU at number 18, Texas. Texas is a seven-point favorite, even though TCU is the undefeated team right now. And then we got number 22, UCF at number 16, Tulane. Tulane is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, all these games right here have a lot of meaning to it. But most importantly for the UCF versus Tulane, as that um, comes down to a lot of American Conference realignments for a championship game. So if UCF wins then that kind of diminishes shots for, say, ECU on uh, coming for a championship because we've already beat UCF, but UCF only lost to us, and UCF needs to get one more loss. And after Tulane, they got a pretty simple schedule versus Navy and USF. So ideally, if you're an ECU fan, you want Tulane to beat UCF, give UCF their second loss, and we own the tiebreaker. And ECU, I might add, is playing at Cincinnati on Friday night on ESPN. So if we beat that game, we'll have the tiebreakers among the two other teams for the fighting chance to play Tulane. But uh, also, let's go and dive into the alumni sports picks of the week also. 
So let's go ahead and start with the Coastal Carolina game. I chose Coastal Carolina plus three, and they ended up winning 35 to App State's 28. Uh, for some reason, I don't understand how and why that spread was at that point when Coastal was home also. But Coastal Carolina was up 35 to 14 with 13 minutes left. They handled the game. Only reason why the game even got that close, which it really still wasn't, was because Coastal Carolina could not cover the receivers by any means. But App State traditionally always leads in running within that conference. They only had 88 yards on the ground versus Coastal's 192. So over doubling it. Uh, Grayson McCall, 18 for 26 for 253 yards, passing two TDs. Chase Bryce, the six-year senior, the three-time transfer, 19 or 28, 279 yards, two TDs, one interception. So on the year, Coastal Carolina is now 8-1. and App State is now 5-4. and And again, did not understand it. I took it, ended up running with it. For the second game, I chose Florida plus 3.5 versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M has been awful this year. Offensively, defensively, they've been good, but their offense is hideous. Florida ended up winning 41-24, got that one. Florida had 291 yards rushing. A&M had 134. 134 is still good, but when your defense lets up 291 yards, you see the correlation. Coastal Carolina ran for a ton. Florida ran for a ton, and they both won. Uh, Anthony Richardson had 201 yards passing for the Gators, two TDs, seven rushes for 78 yards, and two TDs. Haynes King has best game of the year, I'd say, where he, he was 23 for 45, 279 yards, 279 yards, and one TD. Again, don't understand it. I know Florida is a big running team. They're, they're top of the nation, probably top 30 in FBS for rushing. You run the ball, you maintain the clock. It leads to good things. So, again, won that one. Florida plus three and a half, ended up winning 41 to 24. Now, for the Oklahoma State versus Kansas game. Now, Kansas has not beat a ranked team in 44 tries until this happened, but Oklahoma State was a plus one spread. I chose Oklahoma State. They ended up losing to Kansas, uh, or the score was Kansas 37, Oklahoma State 16. Again, Oklahoma State had four turnovers. Oklahoma State's first two drives were interceptions, so that kind of started the day out. It was a a backup versus backup quarterback game. All you got to know is for Kansas, their starting running back Devin Neal, the Lawrence, Kansas local, 32 carries, 224 yards, six receptions, 110 yards. That's all you got to know. He killed it. So I lost that one. Again, Kansas won 37 to Oklahoma State 16. Oklahoma State's not ranked now. Kansas is now bowl eligible since, you guessed it, 2008. That has been a long, long time. That was a recession. Now we got another recession over a decade later. And we talked about it earlier also, but the last pick I chose was Tennessee versus Georgia. Tennessee, hot team. I chose them plus eight. They ended up, Georgia at least, ended up winning 27 to 13. So didn't get that one either. Hennett Hooker, he is the Heisman favorite. Now he took a loss. I don't know how big of a loss it's going to be for his chances, but it's going to be still between he and C.J. Stroud for uh, Heisman with with the Ohio State quarterback versus Tennessee quarterback. But again, Tennessee, they only had 289 yards of total offense. Their lowest over the rest of the year was 416. So it shows how good the defense Georgia does have. So Georgia, by far, number one team in college football. And, you know, so at the end of the week, I was two for two. 
got a few good games in, end up 500, but we always have next week. Definitely tune in for the picks this coming Thursday also. I'll uh, try to drop some knowledge on on it for y'all. But thank you again for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. Can't wait till the college football bracket drops Tuesday and for another weekend of college football and another week of college basketball starting out. So can't wait. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Y'all have a great rest of the week.